Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, hey, Closet Busters and Bold Move Makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloseted. I don't know what you're trying to uncloset, but you know, sometimes we don't uncloset quite the way people think we should. In fact, you could... I don't know, you could be trying to go to college or you could be trying to get through high school or holding down that job or doing that thing that suddenly you wake up and go, wait, 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 this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And you wake up and you say, I'm done. I'm going to walk away from a good paying job. I'm going to go find that thing I meant to do. And when you do that, man, people kind of go berserk. But when you realize you're not a good fit for this, this is the direction you're supposed to be going. And you realize that then you begin to thrive. And my guest today is a friend of mine who helps this podcast actually happen on a pretty regular basis. Um, He's behind the scenes, managing the website, making sure that things happen, taking care of anything that Rick screws up. Um, His name is Kieran McKeefrey, and he is a Scottish lad who I've gotten to know. And he's actually got a really great story about living by your own terms, following the path that you want to follow, And then before you know it, finding a way to live your own uncloseted story. But we will get into that. And I just want to say, Karen, I'm really glad you're here today, man. I've been looking forward to this one ever since you said yes. So um, happy to have you, buddy. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's great to be on. Uh, Finally, Karen, actually. I know we we spoke about jumping on the podcast uh, when I last saw you at uh, Anaheim, funny enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been a long time coming. I really appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. No. And I I love just, this is what I love about getting to do this podcast is I get to bring in people from so many different walks of lives, telling their stories, sharing, because I want to connect this whole concept that bold moves come in all different shapes and sizes. Closets we come out of are all different. And I think you've got just a really great story because you've you've kind of done your own thing, self-taught yourself all the way along. And um, you kind of just live in your life. And just for the record, he's not available, ladies. Um, he just <laughs> recently got married, so um, he is now off the market there. But let's kind of let's kind of step back to where I don't want to say where it all began with mom coming out of the womb. We don't need to go that far back. But <laughs> there was a space in time when you finally realized that um, for you something really wasn't working, and that something was actually normal. Go to school, follow the school path, right? It was, yeah. Um, yeah. When I was at school, you know, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I was, I wasn't probably the, the best kid. Um, you know, I, I didn't behave the best. Uh, you know, I didn't realize back then that school actually did mean quite a, a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I messed around a bit. I got pretty good qualifi- uh, not qualifications, more like uh, GCSEs, what we mm-hmm. have in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it might be your like, high school equivalent. Yeah, yeah below that uh, middle school um i realized back then that academia really wasn't the route for me uh, i struggled learning from other people um and it, it got to a point where i self-taught myself and i knew more than my teachers were telling me mm. so 
there was there was a bit of struggle there. I think that's that's probably why I didn't behave as well as I could have, uh, especially in like IT lessons. Like Rick was mentioned, I, I uh, I'm CTO of podcast website, so mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a techie. Um, so every, everything that I've I've learned through through my life has come self taught. I'm a bit of a trial and error guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is kind of a big thing. I mean, I, I know it's pretty big um, everywhere else. You know, to go to university, to college, uh, but for me personally it just didn't feel right for me just did not feel like that was the path that my, my life wants to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to college or I started college, uh, to do, uh, media games, animation, mm-hmm. which is something that I was quite keen on at the time. But again, I had the same problem that I had in, in, in middle school, for example, um, mm-hmm. which was, I couldn't, I couldn't learn anything more than what they were teaching me or that the method that they was trying to teach, me what to do it just wasn't working it just wouldn't sink it uh so after about six months i ended up uh, quitting college uh and just basically looking for a job um which got me to my first job which mm-hmm. uh, wasn't the best job right but it was a means to an end mm-hmm. but what i what i want to honor in this story that you're sharing here kieran because you know I, i've got two kids myself so we've been through much of the academia realm and um, my youngest one is struggling right now her first year in college. And she finally said, I don't know if this is really what I should be doing. And I remember my oldest one saying that exact thing to me. My oldest one and I had gone on a, you know, let's go look at colleges trip back East when she thought she wanted to be a fashion designer. And after we had been at one of the biggest art and fashion colleges and driving to the next one, she goes, I'm not really sure this is what I'm meant to do. And I think it's so powerful when at any age, but especially in those younger ages, when that, that intuition hits you and you can say, this isn't working for me because then everybody else is going to jump and go, but this is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. And I've become a firm. I wasn't, I'm going to confess. I wasn't that kind of father for a while there. But I'm much more convinced in this day and age that letting someone follow their heart and their intuition and their bliss oftentimes is the better path because otherwise they're going to fight and fight and fight to do this thing and never be happy. Yeah, yeah, and, completely. It, you know, it sounds like a corny film where you say follow your heart, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. You know, you, if you really don't like it, if you really don't appreciate it and you don't if you think in your head that it's not going to get you to where you want to be at, whether that's a career, whether that's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. if that's not going to get you to that place and you can truthfully say in your heart, in your head that you, you, you know, you know, this isn't going to work. It's such a positive thing to do. Mm-hmm. So when you felt that, I mean, there had to be a little bit of like fear or, okay, is there something wrong with me? Give, take us a little bit into, you know, what were you feeling when you're like, okay, I'm not doing what everybody else is doing. Were you scared? Were you like, screw it, I'm just going? What was going on for you, man? Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's a bit weird. I, I'm from quite a, a troubled upbringing. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not from a very rich estate. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's where, I, where I used to live uh, in, in England is a, is a very poor place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Yorkshire in England, which was, it used to be a pit, a pit village. Mm-hmm. So it used to be people that maybe wasn't as, I wouldn't say bright because I don't want to sound horrible, but it was people that just literally just worked as miners. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So f- from where we are, it's, it's a very poor area. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actual norm f- for that area wasn't to go to college. 
uh, or university. It, it was just to kind of get a job. Uh, and some people I went to school with didn't get a job at all, um, didn't go to college or anything, and just didn't do anything with their lives, which is mm. fair enough if that's what they want to do. Right. Uh, I felt a bit of pressure personally to, to go the, the, acad- the academic route, mm-hmm. um, mainly because none of my family had done that before. Mm. Even mm-hmm. my parents finished school. Um, yeah. Even if they went to college or university, so I, I kind of felt obliged. I'm, I was the oldest child, um, and I felt obliged to do that. Um, so I get it a go. Um, I was originally going to study A levels and go even more academic. Um, so I, I was doing more of a vocational course at college. Right. Before that, I was going to do uh, A levels, which is like more pristine. Like you do A levels and then go to like a high class university. So you right. do usually A levels to be like accountants, lawyers, etc. Right. Um, I felt a lot of pressure. Don't get me wrong, but it, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think when we feel those pressures, you know, this is where, this is where the two worlds of what I talk about come together. It's like, when I felt the pressure to be a heterosexual man, it's like, okay, but I, I'm trying, I'm really trying, but I just can't be this. And then as I moved through that coming out process, I also realized, man, I'm really not cut out to be in corporate America. I mean, I, I did well, I'm not going to do, you know, there's no denying I did well in my work, but I just, I'm more of a free spirit. I need to be doing my own thing. And even now as I'm doing my own thing, there are times where I feel that pressure to do this or do that. And I'm like, but that's not who I am. That's not how I choose to show up in the world. And I think this is that beautiful space that if we each would embrace, here's how we're supposed to show up and we own it and we go for it, that's when we thrive. It isn't when we're fighting. Okay, yeah, sure, there's gonna be some stumbling along no matter what you do, but when you embrace it, it becomes a whole different ball game. And I know for you, that's what started to happen is you embraced your path. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're waking up in the morning and literally all you want to do is go back to sleep because you've just got nothing to, to go for that entire day, then you know what is that? You know, mm-hmm. what, what type of lifestyle and life is that for you where you don't want to go to work? I mean, don't get me wrong. Work is work, but you should enjoy it. You yes. should still enjoy going to work. You should enjoy your life as it is. Um, I don't, I honestly, I, I wouldn't know how my life would have turned out if I, if I'd have kept in college and, and st- stuck down that rule. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly won't be where I am today. Right. Right. But I also think there's something unique about people who embrace their own self-taught path because there's a level of trust in self that shows up versus I don't know if I can trust this other person with where I'm trying to go. They don't get me. They're not hearing me. And I'm not saying that those of us who take the quote unquote self-taught path, the entrepreneurial path, whatever you want to call it, it isn't that we don't listen. It's we listen with a different set of hearing. I think we take in what we want to learn and then we make it work to our advantage. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's you know, again, that's that's how I was self-taught. I just I just stuck into it. I, it's it's kind of hard to explain if if you've not got the mindset to do it. It's so hard to explain how you do that and get into it. Mm-hmm. But but I think for you, what I'm hearing, and I don't want to go into coach mode here, but I'm hearing this because I've heard this with people before. If I can learn and I can thrive by what I take in myself and guide myself to learn, 
then you're much more motivated to make it work. You're much more oh, yeah, motivated definitely. to put it into action and make something come from it than, you know, I, and I'm going to use my youngest one as a very good example. She's first year university here. Um, and she's like, I just want to be doing something that matters. I'm like, well, honey, I get that. But some of this you got to do to get to what matters. You know, that's, un it's unfortunate the way this is the way, you know, you know, school systems work. I'm older and wiser and I kind of get it now, but I'm very cognizant. I'm listening, really listening to what she's saying and trying to hear those. Okay. Is this really not a fit or is she just, you know, bored? Because that's part of what happens for her. If she gets bored, kind of what it sounds like happened for you because she knows more or, and I'm not saying that she thinks she knows more. Sometimes I think she knows more. She can process through some stuff and go, why am I learning this? I don't need to learn this to do what I already understand. Then that's where we fail. To me, that's where we fail in the educational system. I, yeah, I completely agree. Like, like you've just said, if she knows more than, than what she should be knowing. The, mm -hmm. the problem is with school in general. I, I, I think that it runs at one speed. It doesn't run at different speeds for it. I mean, so sometimes they have different groups, but it doesn't run for each individual person. Someone might learn a lot better. Someone might learn a lot slower. It's very difficult to, to get all that information into a complete class of people and expect them to learn at the same pace, especially if you've someone like, like you said, your daughter, who probably picks stuff up a lot better than quite a few people in her class maybe do. Mm -hmm. So what, what was the key for you when you finally stepped away and you, st you continued, I'm not going to say you stepped away and started because it sounds like this has always been the way you have learned. What's the key for keeping yourself motivated and on that learning curve? Because I know even, even in the time we've gotten to know each other, you, you've kind of been in the throes of this brand new company. <laughs> and so there's got to be tons of learning that's happening on a daily basis here. But what keeps you oh, motivated to keep yeah. diving in and learning? I think it's, a, I just like achieving stuff. I like making something work. I like making a new process for something. I like making a new system. I'm just, I mean, I, I was interviewed quite recently on, on a podcast called I Create Daily, who is also a podcast websites member, mm -hmm. um, Leora. Uh, absolutely great podcast. And it's about people that create stuff, regardless mm -hmm. of what it is, artwork, um, pictures, you know, any, anything, mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's about people that create stuff. And I'm just the same. My, pro my thought process works the exact same way. I just like to create stuff. I like to create a system. I like to create. Uh, so, so, for example, our accountants want a specific report to work out how much VAT's due this month. Mm -hmm. So I'll create a report system that will do that automatically for us. I just like doing I like the end, the end product. I just like having something at the end that I can show that all my time has been spent on this tiny little thing. Mm -hmm. That just motivates me every single day. And it's interesting that you bring up the create piece because in general, there's, there seems to be, and I hate to say there's only two streams of thought, but I'm, I'm trying to simplify this. There's either you're creative and you're artsy. And so you're going to be pursuing that and be broke and starving and all that, or you create for an outcome. And so you have to do a logical creation. You know, it, it's, there, yeah. there doesn't seem to be this in between. And what I find beautiful is when you realize that even in this moment, as we're creating, which is exactly what we're doing with this yep. podcast, we are creating a, a system for people to learn. We're creating a way for people to connect. We're creating a way for people to see something from a different angle that maybe they haven't. When you allow the creative medium to just be, it's a creative medium and nothing has to be tied to an outcome, so to speak, but if it happens, that's great. And it doesn't have to necessarily support my livelihood, but it actually contributes to it. 
that was a big moment for me. And it was like, wow, let's not make the creative stuff like have to put the money in the bank, but if it contributes to it, that's great. And I kind of hear the same thing for you. As long as you continue to create and it, it leads to some sort of an outcome and it leads to something that's useful and helpful, then that's when you come alive and that's when you thrive. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you've only got to look at the start of podcast websites with, with Mark. Mark brought me in. He had a brilliant idea for, for what is podcast websites. Mm-hmm. We sat down, we hashed it out, and you know, we had initial V1 of the product, and, and it worked. Mm-hmm. We didn't just do it because we wanted to make money. We wanted to do it because we want successful podcasters. We want to make a dent in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always strive to do. I mean, I do, I do learn a lot of Mark, which is you know, brilliant. It's good to have him mm-hmm. in the office. Yeah, and, and for those of you who are listening, Mark is Mark Asquith, and he was on the podcast not long ago. So please go back and listen to that episode too, because it ties together. It, the, this conversation actually does come together here where you learn some stuff from Mark and how he had a very similar kind of, he kind of went his own way, his own rogue way of into the world and doing his own thing and has built some businesses and all this sort of stuff didn't come, you know, from a particularly wealthy family. I didn't come from a particularly wealthy family, but it's about that trusting yourself to step into those spaces that are actually kind of scary, but because they're scary, that's what motivates you. And that would yeah, what get you going. So I think that's why we work so well, me and Mark. I think, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're very, we're very alike. Uh, we're both stubborn. Uh, mm-hmm. If you were in the office while we're arguing with each other, you'd probably not want to be because yeah. <laughs> we do both. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah, I, I hear that. Mark and I are both very stubborn too, and that's why sometimes we're like, okay, but now, now this is the way it's going to be. But um, so as you started to move through, I know one of the things that you did was you were actually making some pretty good money at a job at one point too, and even then you said this isn't working, so I'm going to walk away from that. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I met my my wife uh, at at that job. Uh, funny enough, I met her at the job. Uh, she she worked there as well. Um, and the first year that that we got together, um, we go we go to somewhere called St Ives, which is Cornwall in England. It's a beautiful place. And I went down there, and I was humming and hiring about what I wanted to do in life. I, I was waking up in the morning. And I I just really I just didn't want to do anything. I just I didn't want to go to work. I just felt like I was just in a dead end job. I was just going to do nothing with my life. And this was it. There might've been a slight bit of career progression, which is fine for some people, but mm-hmm. I just did not want that life. Um, and it, it, it wasn't even the role that I, that I chose to do in life anyway. I, I've always wanted to be a developer or a bit more technical. This was more sales in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went, we went on this holiday to Cornwall. Um, it, it gave me a bit of time just to have a nice think about what I wanted to do. And I was sat on the beach one day uh, and I just turned to her and I just said, I don't know if I want to go back to work. And she just said to me, well, you do whatever you feel feels best. You know, I'll, I'll go with you, whatever you want to do. Um, the following week when I went back into work, I handed my notice in and that was it. I didn't have a job to fall back onto. I just decided I was going to do, I was just going to go uh, and work for myself and just do development work, web design, that type of stuff. With no qualifications in the industry, just a bit of knowledge that I picked up when I was younger. Uh, and that was my big breakout. Well, that was your big boo, quite honestly. Oh yeah, that was, that was truly it. Because when I work with people, or you know, interview people on this podcast, or talk about the bold move, to me, the bold move is there is no parachute, there is no certainty, there is no hundred percent knowing exactly where you're going to go. Even if people say, "Well, yeah, but I planned this bold move," yes, but you still don't really know where you're going. 
you don't know what's going to happen after you do this. That's the interesting piece of it. No, and, and, and funny enough, to be honest, it didn't work out exactly how I liked initially. Um, I had, I left my job in July, August time. Um, it got to Christmas. I'd had money coming in month on month. It wasn't as much as what my salary was, but it, it was paying the bills, which was good. I had mm-hmm. rent to pay. I had all the bills to pay, so it, it, it was okay. Um, and it got to Christmas, and it was really hard. I just I couldn't get anything. I couldn't get any work in. I couldn't make any money. I was struggling. I ended up having to work for my uh, my, my wife's father, my, my wife's father, um, and he was a builder. So I had to do a bit of uh, manual labor, which if mm-hmm. anyone does know me in real life, will know I don't do manual labor. <laughs> I don't do DIY. If I need a light bulb changing, I'll ring my father-in-law to come and sort it for me. Right. I really do struggle, um, and it just it just all compounded on that. Um, I then. I then realized I needed to get a job again. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I applied for a job, uh, which was at Mark Asquith's uh, design agency. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, that's how I met Mark. Uh, I got the job um, and it, we just took it from there. Hmm. It's funny how, you know, a friend of mine said to me the other day, because we were talking about, you know, where my where my business is going and where I feel most comfortable. And he said, it's amazing when your calling finds you <laughs> and you don't go look for it. You know, I mean, you're kind of, I think we're all kind of looking for it, but when it really comes and finds you, then, you know, you know exactly where you're supposed to be. And it sounds like to me, one of the things that you knew in your calling was you had to be somewhere where you were doing the thing that lights you up, being that person who can play with technology, able to go explore how to make things better and all that but not be so much here, let's sit down behind the desk and learn from a teacher how to do this. Let me be the explorer and let me be the learner. And yeah, yeah. that was your calling. That's- it was, yeah. I mean, I mean, f- funny enough, when I, when I first started at Mark's, Mark's agency, um, the job that I got, I didn't have that much knowledge in either. I, I kind of mm-hmm. winged it there. And it turned out to be another one of those brilliant decisions that I ended up making, which led down the path to podcast websites. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm very firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, that's kind of where I was going to go is I think the curious question here is if you don't come into something with a lot of the answers or all the answers, how much more successful are you actually? Cause I think, I think you're actually more successful a lot of times when you don't know exactly what you're going to be doing. Oh no, yeah, definitely, definitely. You've you've got you've got to go into it, and regardless of if you know what your job is and you know what's entailing your job, you need to go and have an open mind that you still need to learn every single day. You need to learn something new. You know, I'm I'm tra- personally at the minute I'm trying to learn a bit more about um, small businesses and the best way to to run um, mm-hmm. medium sized businesses. Mark's the business guy. I'm more the tech guy, but I want to learn a bit more from Mark as to that side of things. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I'm trying to go down this self-development path of learning a bit more of this. Uh, so you've just got to be prepared to just pull bits of knowledge from everyone. And when you pull those bits of knowledge, the thing that I find, I'm just going to come from my own personal perspective on this. Um, and I think you're probably in the same space is pull the things that most align with who you are. Because if it doesn't align with you, they can be the greatest leader. And 
you know, sometimes, yes, you still need to really follow stuff, but then there's those things that, okay, that's a great idea, but that doesn't fit for me. That doesn't yeah. fit for how I want to run a business. It doesn't fit for how I want to show up in the world. And too often people go that route. Oh, okay. This, this is what this person said. Now let's go do this. And then they're like, but that didn't work. No, it didn't work because <laughs> that worked for them. It may not actually work that way for you. Pieces of it might work, you know? And I think this is where people trip and they fall because they get back into that space of, okay, well, yes, to be successful, now you go to college and you do this and you do that. And instead they need to listen to, okay, wow. Okay. This is how podcast website says to do this. I want to try doing this with it. And if that works, great. If it doesn't, then go back and go back to the learning bowl and see what you can drum up. But a lot yeah. of times we need to open the doorway to, yes, let's learn. Now, how does that work for me? Yeah, everyone, I mean, everyone's different, aren't they? I mean, there's, it, it, it's always going to depend on what you want out of life. If, if you're mm -hmm. going to be an accountant or a lawyer or a solicitor, you know, whatever you want to be, then sometimes that's going to be the more academic route, a doctor, et cetera. But, you know, if you don't want that, then it doesn't always work for you. It's, it's more personal, isn't it? It's, it's how you feel yourself. Mm -hmm. I think it's always making sure you don't, don't be a sheep sometimes. Just follow your gut instinct. So what you want to do. Mm. So you just brought it up and <laughs> I, I can't help but ask this question because you said you got to know what you want from life. So what do you want from life? I just, I, I like being a, a CTO. I just, I just like doing that. I like, you know, I like people happy. Like you're happy. I like that you're happy because I'm making you happy. That's mm -hmm. what I like. It's what I like about life. I like making stuff. I like making people happy. I like building something that if I was to, I'm not going to say I'm going to, if I was to die tomorrow, I want something there that, you know, people are still going to be happy using. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a bit of a legacy type thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And now I'm not going to be the Bill Gates. I'm not going to be Steve Jobs, but you know, I, I just want something that at the end of my life, I can say I've contributed to something in society. I've con mm -hmm. contributed to something that's made someone's life easier or made someone's just day better. Mm -hmm. All I want in life. And I love that you share that because some people listening may go, okay, but you're a CTO. So how does that make someone happy? Well, it makes someone happy when I know that, you know, as soon as we're done recording this, I can go like put my music on this podcast, put it together, save it to a file. I can just pull it over into my podcast website framework, save it and put a date that it's supposed to get released. And I'm done. I don't have to think about anything else because you guys have created the technology that makes this really truly simple for me to do it to put the seo tags on it to write in it to pull the pictures in and and so it's these things that sometimes we forget wow this is what makes somebody really happy exactly it, it may be technology but it makes us really happy you know in the and i was doing a podcast just a couple of hours ago with someone else and we had the conversation about one of the things that I really stand on these days as part of my brand is focus your mind, follow your heart and soul, and let your, your intuition drive the cart. And back to what you just said, if I died tomorrow and even 10 people, one person, whatever, took what I just said about focus the mind, follow your heart and soul, and let your intuition drive the car, I would be a happy man. Because oh, to me, those yeah. are three steps right there that can actually make anyone's life happier when you do that. Exactly. I, that that's that's literally you know, it's all I want. All, all I want is just to to do what I like doing. And if if there's a 
like we say, you know, we, we do, we build stuff. We, you know, we make, we create, we create, we don't create for, like you said, just a brilliant end product. We create because we like to do it. If there's an end product, that's perfect. That's great. You know, if there's something that comes out of it, that's perfect. But the thing is, is because you, and I, I'm going to kind of like try to tie this all together as we're getting close to ending here, but because you learned how to go do the thing that makes you happy and you relish in now, this is what brings you alive. It makes you, you know, yes, I know like any of us, there are going to be days you're like, fuck it. I don't want to yeah. get out of bed, but it, in, for the most part, it's the thing that you're like excited to get up and do. It also then feeds your ability to continue to go learn. I have been around many, many entrepreneurs and people, not just entrepreneurs, clients of my own who are like, when they lose the desire to learn, to be curious, that's when I tell them, then it's time to do the shift. Something's got to shift. And if you were sitting behind, even now in this day and age, sitting somewhere in a classroom, learning some technology thing, which I know from time to time, you probably have to go do just because of the way technology changes here. But if that was the only route you could learn from, you would go clear back to when you were in college and all that. It would make you feel exactly that same way. Mm. And you wouldn't learn. Yeah. You would probably shut down. So to enable yourself to continue to go learn your way is one of the most beautiful ways of truly uncloseting your life for you, who you are in, in the roles that you play, Karen. Yeah, it, it, you know, don't get me wrong. It's 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 not easy for people. You, you know, it's for for someone like, like me. Luckily enough, I had the support of my wife, uh, the support of family members from my wife's side mm -hmm. um, that was there in case anything didn't go wrong. And it's not, it doesn't always work that way. There's people out there that maybe really, really, really don't want to do what they're doing, and they want to jump out of that, and they're struggling. And all I can say to to anyone out there that's listening that's thinking about that is just just literally follow your heart. And just mm -hmm. follow whatever you think is going to be best for you as a person. Don't worry about anyone else. Mm -hmm. Just think about yourself and make sure that your your mind your mind's going to be healthier if you're following the path that you want to follow. Mm -hmm. I was just going to ask you a piece <laughs> of advice you would give somebody as we wrap it up. You just kind of went there. It is to follow your heart. And when you say don't care what anybody else says, that's not coming from an ugly space. It's no. got to take care of yourself because the moment you don't take care of yourself to serve someone else in the wrong way is when you will fail. A prime example is, you know, when you're on a flight, you know, one of the main things that comes on the flight when you, yep. you know, the safety video is put your, put your air mask on before you put yep. anyone else's on. Yep. It's, not, it's not being selfish. It's not looking after yourself more than anyone else. It's just, making sure that mm -hmm. everything's right for you. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just yeah. got to make sure you're thinking about yourself. That's all, that's all I'd, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Well, well, my friend, I'm so glad we have this time to like chat and just share your story because there are so many people out there that I know are struggling with what you just said. Somebody who's in a job saying, Oh, I can't make this change. I can't do this. And this is why I love the medium that I bring uh, being able to tell an uncloseted story that comes from a space of nothing to do with sexuality. It's okay. This, the closet you were in was academia and wasn't serving me. Going the route that others do isn't what worked for me. And the whole point is giving yourself permission to say, I know this is what will work for me and to follow that heart and make it happen. So I'm just really glad you came on and shared your story, buddy. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
All right. And now I'm going to release Karen to go back and work on my podcast website <laughs> support tickets. But uh, it's real good. And we will definitely be doing some more shows in just a few days. Thanks for being here. And that's what we call a wrap. Finito, the end of another episode of Life Uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, the Bold Move expert and the host of the show, and I just want to say thank you for the privilege of your time and being with us. We'll be back in just a few days sharing more stories, interviews, tips, tricks, and wisdom for living your life uncloseted. Make sure you share this with someone that you care about because we'd love to have more listeners who are going out into the planet, making the world a better place by living their life uncloseted. And for now, we're going to say goodbye and remind you to never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted each and every day. Take care, everyone.